It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. It's ratings day. It's a big day for anyone who works in radio because our numbers come out mm-hmm. to see. People always ask how ratings work. How do you know how many people are listening? And it's an inexact science. It really is. Yeah. It's a sample audience. And they carry uh, these little... I've, I've actually never seen one, but it's been described to me almost like a pager. Yeah. It's this little electronic device, and people voluntarily carry them around. So the company Numeris, who does our ratings, uh, reaches out to people randomly, and they pick a certain number of people per demographic to reach out to. Mm -hmm. And these people have to agree to carry around these little pagers. And those pagers pick up everywhere you go and what is happening uh, in the speaker system, essentially. The audio we play over the air, has it's encoded. It has like a code hidden in it somewhere. And this pager is able to recognize that code, and then it starts logging who's listening, how old they are, and then they extrapolate that data and figure out how. What and it's not just in your car, but it's like if you walk into a store, it'll pick up that you're in that store and what you're listening to there, mm-hmm. and every single place you go, yeah, it'll uh, pick it up. There are some problems with the system, totally. like some of the sample audiences, some of the demographics. There aren't that many people yeah. who they poll, so the I numbers. Like some of them, I want to see. There's like ten pagers, so it's like one person goes on vacation, and that'll affect the ratings huge in that demo. Yes. We can see it where it's like, okay, this person got a this person got a pager. They're part of the ratings panel, and their numbers have gone through the roof because of it, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I don't think like, it doesn't work if you're listening through headphones, oh, which right. is too bad. And yeah. lots of people do. If you mm-hmm. commute on transit, if you are at school, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, as much as we love you listening to the podcast, if the podcast gets so big that it takes away audience from the live show that probably would hurt our ratings right totally whereas like we we can see pretty accurate data for the podcast like up until like when when people tend to stop listening all that stuff right yep so i don't know it'd be cool if we had a slightly more accurate system you know like the big streamers like netflix and stuff they can they can see down to like which scene people tend to tune out of right like i know it's crazy which actors make them lose interest all that kind of stuff their data would be unreal yep Compared to ours, but... Very different. Um, long story short, our station has been on a really, really strong run. Our show, especially. Yeah, we don't um, we don't ever talk about this, really. Like, I don't know. Some people do. I find a lot of stations or, or like, personalities will make a huge deal out of their ratings sometimes. Yeah, I'm the number one evening show in the city. That yeah. kind of stuff, right? And we don't yeah. really talk about that. Not much, but it is exciting that we're, uh, we're doing them all right now. Yeah. So we want to say thank you to you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. That was a kiss, by the way. <laughs> That was you sucking your teeth. Big smoochie. I'm kissing my mic right now. (laughs) Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about this fascinating court case that's happening in Nunavut right now. It's not made a whole lot of news, but I got reading about it yesterday. I was like, this is is really something. Yeah, it's crazy. What did Jesus and Terry have in common? We'll get into that. Oh. And it's a big time of the year uh, out here in Alberta, in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains. We'll tell you why after you're out of context clip of the show. Jesus oh, no, was a stoner, thank okay? Thank the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. You know what time it is, Beckler? What time is it, Shauna? It's Larch season. It is Larch season. Yes. Every time we hit this time of year, I can't help, though, but say to myself, it's Larch madness. 
Kind of like March Madness, yeah. but our version here. It's a bit of Larch Madness. You you have a small window to get out there and see the large trees while they're turning. It is hilarious. Instagram, that's all you see, right? Everybody flocks the larches. Yeah. All my friends already talking about how they need to go and see those large trees, the ones that all turn the same color yellow. Next weekend, I think we have a large hike planned. Oh, so. there you go. See, I, everybody <laughs> oh, engages no. in Larch Madness. And I, that didn't get past me there, that little bit of... This is that little bit of uh, foliage snobbery that you mm-hmm. slipped in there. Yeah. Because I know you're, you see you're from Ontario where they get all Lots kinds of, of colors. colors not just yellow. And we say we just get yellow Don't here. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. The larches are, they're beautiful. Okay. They are, they're beautiful. It's just, they're one color. That's it. And then That's every year people send you photos of different color leaves that they find. What do you call this, Shauna? Yeah. This one looks pretty red to me. You're right. There's the so. odd colored leaf here. It's good. But all I envision is just a, a promo for instead of, you know, March Madness. Again, we don't celebrate that in Canada. It's Larch Madness. 68 trees. All of them yellow. Which large will shine? Which will be the last to turn? This autumn. Only in the Canadian Rockies. Instagram photos. So many Instagram photos. Instagram photos in front of large trees. Engagement photos in front of large trees. Big poopers in front of large trees. Large Madness. Brought to you by the Entry Double A. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Did you see this kid? This young kid who is a uh, prospect for the Regina Pats. He's making the rounds online. Yes. Okay, so his name is Jet Deschamps. He is 14 years old. He's from a small town just west of Winnipeg. And there's this interview that he gave at Pat's rookie camp that's going viral because he looks not a day over 10 years old. He looks so young. He looks so young. I know. Um, it's no, crazy. Nobody in the hockey world can believe he's as old as he says he is. He's going to be 15 soon. But He just got like, that young baby face, and he is a baby, so it's, <laughs> it's not a good combination. Man, I kind of feel bad for him because like he just wants to go there and play hockey. He doesn't want like he doesn't want to be viral for looking way too young, right? Although to be fair, take and run with it. The fact that you look and you are that young and you're competing in in rookie camp, I mean, that's good for you, right? Yeah, and I mean that's an age when people can have such a variance in how old they look because totally. some people are well through puberty and some are just starting, and yeah. so he'll like. He'll hit Level his out for sure. growth like, spurt and then look his age eventually, uh-huh. right? But yeah, uh, I think he's five foot six too. So it's probably already being tough being five foot six and looking like you're nine years old and being yeah. at a WHL camp, right? No kidding. Then again, sports fans love to find younger and younger prospects to hype up all the time. It's true. Can't tell you how many videos I get in my feed where it's like, is this eight year old the next Connor Bedard? And I'm like, no, he's eight. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's true. We <laughs> love to do that. We do. Yeah. We're going to start hyping up babies soon. Draft class, that's a good looking baby. Are, are we seriously drafting babies now? A ah, good Canadian baby out of Milton, Ontario, fresh out of his mom's mitt. Look at the mom, look at the size of her. That's a tough looking broad right there, but she's not afraid to muck it up in the corners. I have no words. Ah, tell you what, the Leafs could use a baby like this. Get the scouts out on that maternity ward, start the rebuild right now, and everything like that. All right, support the trips, let's go. Podcast. Don't even ask how this came to be, but I got to thinking, did Jesus smoke? Like, obviously, <laughs> obviously not in. 
My word. Don't ask. This show's stupid sometimes. It's really dumb. Today's big question. Did Jesus hack darts? Well, this is what I want. And I mean, not in the traditional sense. Obviously, they didn't have cigarettes back then. But like through the medicinal tobacco ways, a healing side of tobacco was something like that. He was a Peter Jackson regular kind of guy, right? I think. Yeah. No, I, I think Du Maurier was more his style. Um, and then, of course, I, I had to look into it because this is what we do. <laughs> Uh, so I did, and no, he didn't smoke tobacco, although I didn't realize it appears as though Jesus was a bit of a stoner. Let's back up for a second yeah. here. Okay. What, do we do we know, was tobacco used in the Middle East? I don't know. 2,000 years ago? There wasn't anything on that, so no, okay. I don't think so. Um, um, but he was a stoner? Yeah. So according to a study of scriptural texts, Jesus and his disciples used cannabis to heal people. So they used this... Uh, Anointing oil. I wish uh, you could see my face right now. There's that it, <laughs> it's it, doubtful. It, it contains an ingredient called cannabosum back then, okay, which is hilarious also. Uh, but it was found to be a cannabis extract, and they used this at religious ceremonies as well. And they used it to quote unquote heal people um, who were ailing because they just got them really high, apparently. So Jesus was a stoner. You know, I was I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a Catholic school. We Did went they to ever church. inform I've you heard, of his stonerism? Or I've heard a lot of Bible stories, and nothing I about him being don't stoner. Remember hey? the one where Jesus and his disciples do sick dabs? I don't remember that one specifically. To be fair, when you look back at some of the stories, right? Kind of, some of them make a little bit more sense. Like. Did Jesus just turn that water into wine? It's like, no, man, you're just really high. <laughs> you just replaced, you, you misplaced your water and yeah. you picked up wine instead. Right. Did he walk True on water? Dad, man. No, he just did a sick trick off the boat. Is that <laughs> is that bush burning? No, man, you're just, you've had a little too much, okay? <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> All makes sense. Okay, there, that's what we Jesus found out. Jesus was a stoner, thank, thank okay? You, thank you for that, Sean. And Shauna Podcast. Did you have... Cable TV growing up, Shauna? Sure did. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents always prioritized cable. It was always important to them. To the point that when I first moved away for radio, they'd be like, do you have your cable set up yet? And I was like, oh, That's pretty funny. Not a big TV watcher. No. But... I still have cable. It's funny. I have not cut the cord yet, uh, although I have the most basic of packages. So basically, I, 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 it's more like I don't have cable, yes. really. Us as well. A couple news stations, that's about it. Um, do you remember the channels that we used to get? Because I remember thinking it was very odd which channels we would get, like on on, the, on Saskatchewan, you know? Yeah. So we'd get all the usual Canadian ones, like CTV and then like YTV and all that stuff, Showcase. But then we'd get certain American channels. Like we'd get Fox Rochester. We'd get Como 4 from Seattle. We'd get WGN from Chicago, TBS from Atlanta. We got all the Buffalo stations. You got the Buffalo stations, yeah, okay. it was right below us, yeah. There was one from Detroit that I don't remember that we used to get. Mm-hmm. You probably got that one, too, mm-hmm. being yep. so close. Yeah. I'm not sure why it was those ones specifically and not stations from, like, New York or L.A., you know, no. like the bigger cities. Yeah. Um, but then we also Weird. got... Did you get NTV from Newfoundland? Oh, I, th- I did think Did you have that on did. your cable package, yeah. NTV? Sounds familiar. Was there, what were their call letters? CJO something. NTV. 
Oh, yeah. C-J-O-N. That was the one. Wow. Um, Jeez, that's a throwback. It sure is. It was like so low quality. <laughs> like whatever gear they were using to make all their like bumpers, well, all their logos. It, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just how bad it was back then. Their logo was like a pretty blatant ripoff of the Universal Pictures uh, opening sequence. Like there's the Earth and then there's the NTV thing circling around it. And you know, someone was really proud of that. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Look they- what I concocted. <laughs> Look at this JPEG. I have uh, some of the their, their theme music here. I don't know if this will jog your memory or not. Caribbean Islands. You're viewing Canada's Superstation. Oh, my MTV. God. MTV is seen in more homes. That's just beautiful. Oh, here's another one. For decades of history. You're viewing Canada's Superstation. MTV. Oh, man. Or sometimes they Phenomenal. would have, like, they wouldn't have enough programming to get to the end of the hour, so they'd play, like, two-thirds of a music video and then it would just end out of nowhere and they'd go to the news or whatever they still do that (laughs) if you ever watch like really really early morning news and stuff you'll notice they'll play like half of shows because they kind of the timing is like oh i can't bother let's just put an old (laughs) rerun of seinfeld here for the meantime part of it oh yeah and then it cuts off and you're like oh well uh sorry guys (laughs) the beckler and shauna podcast I have some white girl saying submissions, if I could. Lay them on us, Shauna. Okay, a friend of mine posted this on Facebook, and I'm calling him out. Uh, it just says, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm. He's a 50-year-old man as well, which, I mean, I respect. <laughs> like, all of that, I was, I, I read that. I'm like, okay, there you go. That sounds like it would be said by someone who wears one of those influencer hats. Yep. You know, the type of influencer hat I'm talking about? Yes, yes. I don't know what the actual name for it is, but it's... How do you describe that? It's like the wide-brimmed, structured influencer hat, you know? Yeah, 50-year-old man that is wearing that hat and saying Saying that kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, Then my workout app, which just provides some doozies. We've talked about that before. This is the latest one from it. You didn't come this far just to come this far. Deep. Deep. Um, you think about where you okay. are and you're like, you're right. You don't want to end it there. You want to keep you're going. You're right. So I don't mind that at all. That one's actually not so There's, bad when you think about it. It sounds odd. And then you're like, okay, actually, you know what? You're right. Some of the motivational ones, if they aren't too bro-y, I can get down with. Yeah, like, for sure. A friend of mine posted one the other day, yesterday. It was at the gym and it was something like, what was the sentiment of it? Basically that if you quit now, then you'll be back where you started, mm-hmm. wishing where wishing you were where you, where you are, are right now. And I was yes. like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's true. It's with anything, really, with smoking and everything else, if you quit, then you go back to where you, and then you're like, oh, yeah. geez, don't don't go there. Just keep going forward. If you're at 100 days smoke-free and uh, you have a dart, then you'll wish you were at 100 days smoke-free. You're there it. right now. That's just keep it. Keep going. So there you go. Uh, and then front of the show, Steph, she passed a Jeep, and it had a tire cover on it that said this, live by the sun. Love by the moon. <laughs> that one's... I was like, oh, no. The less sense they make, the better. It's honestly, it doesn't make any Live sense. Live by like, the sun. So you're, you're telling me you can only get her done at night? Is that what this means? Basically, you only plunk at night. Yep. Oh, look. moon's out. Time to love. Ah, <laughs> uh, sun's out. We don't plunk. Ah, crap. Just waiting. We Could only... you go down already in the summer? I hate this. We can't get loving until so much until later. 11 o'clock in Holy June. Holy crap. Live by I'm the sun. I'm tired now. I have to go to bed. <laughs> By the so, like, what do you say to someone who's working night shift? Like, you don't live by the sun. I can't. I'm on nights. No, nope, like, you just you don't, don't live. <laughs> yeah, you're out of living. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I found this to be quite fascinating. There is a controversial court case happening in Nunavut right now. So there are three Inuit hunters up there who got DUIs. 
for driving in town. Okay. So they got Dewey's. And their legal team is arguing that banning them from driving is an infringement on their rights. Because Why? Well, because in you would have a protected right to go out and hunt. Right. And to go out and to harvest on the land. But in 2023, that means the use of ATVs and boats and snowmobiles. And impaired driving in Canada comes with a minimum one-year driving ban, which would effectively render someone up there unable to hunt. If they can't take these vehicles out of town to go hunt, interesting. Then they can't, they can't survive. Basically, mm-hmm. and I'm always, I'm, I'm always so interested in a story where like rights collide. You know? Yeah. So, hmm. some more information on this before yeah. you make up your mind on it. But uh, the Crown has conceded that this situation does represent a breach of the Charter rights of Indigenous people. So now they have to decide what they're going to do about it. Whether there's exemptions from the driving bans. Um, whether they have to go back and like look at the laws, I also didn't realize that it, in terms of firearms, like if a court if the court orders a firearms ban for an individual who also needs their their gun to hunt, it's people in Nunavut are exempt from that. Wow, I didn't know that yeah, either. So if the court so, issues a ban and they're like, well, no, I need my rifle to hunt, then they're allowed to use that rifle while hunting. Then you'd think that this would be the same. Yeah, with driving, but it's. It's tricky because, I mean, everybody would agree that, like, driving under the influence needs to be taken seriously. I was going to say, like, that is putting other people's lives in danger and needs to be punished. Mm -hmm. But taking away their vehicle entirely infringes on their ability to hunt. Is there a way of making it where they have to, like, be escorted to hunt or not have their own vehicle to do it? I don't know. I mean, they can put a breathalyzer in like they do when you get your, you know, license returned now, but like an interlock device, an interlock device, on a snowmobile on, or a boat, so yeah, can still get out there. Mm-hmm. I guess they still have to get out of town. Yeah, it's a tricky one because it's a it's an interesting situation because it's such a remote location and so many people there do hunt for sustenance, right? Yep. So if you take away someone's ability to hunt, you take away their ability to feed their family, and I also wonder what implications this might have for indigenous people living outside of Nunavut. You have to have some sort of punishment that makes it so that it's discouraging people from getting DUIs, right? Like that is still a key. So you can't just give them no punishment, but something that's a real hassle, like an interlock device or an escort or something, making it a lot less ideal to hunt. Maybe that's the way to do it. Tricky though, because you need an escort to go hunt. I don't have one. What, we don't eat today? Like that's... Yeah, the court would probably be very hesitant to do that. And like I said, if they, if if they have a protected right to go out and hunt, and anything that hinders that would probably be considered infringement on their rights. Like you get re- way down into the the legal ease and stuff. Um, a snowmobile with an interlock device. Pretty funny. Dear pretty Canadian, God. hey? Oh man, Terry. <laughs> Hang on a second here. I just got to blow to get my Terry would be like, oh, can I have that too, please? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Justin, our midday guy, was interviewing a member of Black Pistol Fire uh, yesterday. And we got talking about interviews and bad interviews. And then we started talking about some of the just horrifying TV interviews we've seen. And some of those, you know red carpet interviews that are just so shallow. And I I have to admit, I'm guilty of judging all of those interviews. And I'm like, (laughs) there's so many that are just so bad. Like, I don't know if you remember that clip that went viral and it was Ashley Graham talking to Hugh Grant a little while back on the red carpet. Did we play it on the show? We played a part of it, I think. I have it here, just a quick part. You can hear how awkward it is. What are you most excited to see tonight? 
to see. Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight, then? Just my suit. Your like suit? Just, Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Uh, and it goes on. And he's uh, just shutting her down at every turn, right? And she's trying to make conversation with him and asking He's being a bit difficult there. Like, you know what she's asking. Totally. It's all fluff, man. Yeah, yeah. And then it got me thinking, though, and I was like, we're so lucky because in radio, we can do these long interviews off the air and mm-hmm. then we can edit up the best parts that we can put to air. But in a situation like that, it is completely live. You have one second to try and wave down a celebrity, essentially, and ask them something in about four seconds before they walk away. We've also said you don't know who you're going to get to talk to and who you won't. Whereas like, if we have someone coming in, we can do a lot of research beforehand on totally. that particular person. Yeah. Whereas like, if there's going to be a hundred some celebrities walking past you, you don't know who's going to stop to talk to you, who's nope. going to give you more time. So. so what would you ask? I got thinking about this and I was like, if I was in that situation, like let's say you're on the red carpet, Beckler, and Hugh Grant's walking by, what are you going to ask? What could you possibly ask him at that moment? Maybe hit him with something real heavy. <laughs> Throw him for a loop. Maybe, like, yeah. What are your thoughts on universal basic income, Hugh? What? <laughs> kind of get him like that? Yeah. And then you'd probably not get an answer, but you'd get a, maybe a genuine reaction. Maybe. Which would be intriguing. Yeah. I was like, or you, you know, basically say something like, do you want a shot? Like have shot or have some sort of prop, something that is different than everybody else who's there asking the same questions, you know? Like, you yeah. do something like that to lure them over, you know? Or just ask, like, how much do you hate being here right now? <laughs> you know, just go to their level and try and relate to them that way. And, but then you got to hope you get someone who's going to be kind of cynical and yeah. play off that. It's, it would be very... It's all fluff, right? It's yeah. all stupid. It's all fluff. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, Shawnee, this was years ago. I think we were still on the afternoon show, but we interviewed Matt Good. Yeah. Um, and we like we were talking about his new album and stuff and what he was up to. And he was kind of, I felt like he was sort of just like going through the motions, you know, kind of like he's probably done this interview a million times and totally. talked about the album and stuff. And then right at the end, we were just like, have you followed the news about the Syrian refugee crisis? And he lit up and like talked for another, you know, five, 10 minutes about yep. his thoughts on that and was more engaged than he was at any point while we were talking about his music. So. I've considered that angle. Like, well, honestly, over time, I've found that. If you ask them questions that they don't get all the time, right, that's what they want. Like, ask them something completely unrelated to music, and they're like, oh, I've never had this. A lot of the times now, these musicians, too, like, line up, and they have, what, 20 interviews that yeah. they have to do back to back to back to back. It's a day where I, they have to sit their asses down and just deal with radio Idiots like us. <laughs> For 10 hours For asking 10 the same hours. questions and stuff. So so if you can maybe go completely off topic, that's the way to do it, right? Maybe. Or just yell, would you touch a poop for $10 and see what the reaction is to that? No. How about $20? 30. $20 to touch a poop. What'd you do? 35 The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'm a bit chapped at Hugh Grant's response to to those questions from was Ashley Graham you said it was Ashley Graham like yeah come on man you, you your job is stupid the whole thing is you play pretend for a living that's she's just gonna it. ask you stupid questions that's like, why I get so confused even like athletes and stuff oh. you know what I mean like you're you're shutting these people down that is part of your job it truly is you you make a ton of money Part of what you've signed up for is doing these interviews. You can't get mad when people do interviews. No. Right? Like You're a pro athlete. Your job is stupid. You mm-hmm. play a game for a living, and yeah. these are the people who are paid to cover it. 
Their job is stupid. Our job is stupid, too. You're not like, saving you're, lives. You can't look no. down upon the... I know. Our job is real dumb. Like, we acknowledge this often, and I know. I know it is. Okay? Um, I, climb yeah. out of your own ass. Yeah. Like, you... I completely agree with you with the athlete one, too. And the fans will always back up the, the player and not the not the reporter, right? Yeah. I said that was a dumb question to ask him. I'm like, it's all dumb. To be fair. It's all dumb. Yes. And don't get me wrong. Yes. Are there dumb questions that are asked? Absolutely. Everybody has those days. But, like, you, you can't just... Go, I'm, I hate all of this. You can't just shut everyone down because there's one odd question that's been lofted. You have off days as well. Yes. Okay, do you want to talk about those or? Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. You know, I was reading some comments online the other day about how uh, interest rates and the housing crisis affect new home starts. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, next time we chat with our friends from Shane Holmes, I'd like to ask them about that, like what it looks like from their end as a builder. Because, you know, we know we need more housing. And I wonder they how... They said it, that it's the busiest they've ever been. And I believe it because everyone needs houses. Yeah. And I think everybody, unfortunately, is going into further debt to try and get these houses, like stretching themselves more than they used to, mm-hmm. which is not good either. But... Um, the fact that you can have affordable customization with Shane Holmes is good. For sure. You know, I read a, I, one of the comments I read talk, was talking about how after a certain point for a builder, like I forget if it was the interest rates, that it starts to become less profitable right. to build new homes. But it's just going crazy in Calgary now. We were talking on the news this morning about how the average house price has gone up 37% in the last three years. Yeah, detached homes, 37%. It's crazy. And you now need... You need to make $156,000 per year to afford a home in this city. $156,000. That's a lot of money. Yep. I know. that. Is, I think they said one in five households can't afford a home right now or something. Oh, I'd, I think it'd be higher than that, wouldn't it? I mean, Yeah, I'll have to read than, that stat again, but there was something one in five that, yeah, like it's just, it's it's becoming so out of reach. Maybe if you take out people who already own their homes, people who bought before everything went crazy, but like, right. yeah, yeah, if you were to go buy right now, you need to make 156 grand. That's insane. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be curious to get Shane Holmes' perspective on it, and obviously, you know, they're going to be somewhat biased from their side of things, um, but maybe that's a conversation we could... We could have and maybe yeah. even share with you if we're allowed to. We'll mm-hmm. talk to them. They're usually pretty good about sharing that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. they're awesome. Uh, ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, Fred, submitted another thing you can't look cool while doing. Okay, ready for it. Telling someone they're in the wrong seat at a theater or on a plane. <sighs> yeah. Your thoughts, Shauna. I agree. I agree, too. It, like, if you're the person in the wrong seat, that's a little bit awkward, but it's almost worse to have to be the person to acknowledge it. Uh, even so if like, you're right. Excuse me. Because you have to do, excuse me, you're in my seat. Yeah. Like, there's no way of saying that in a way that's cool. It seems really petty. Yes. Even if you're in the right and paid for that seat and are entitled to that seat, it seems like you're being petty, but you're not. I have been on an airplane before and somebody's been in my seat and I didn't tell them because it was next door (laughs) and I didn't care. I was like, it's good enough. It's different, of course, if... Let's say you're in the, the you're not supposed to be in the middle seat and right. you wind up in the middle and you don't want to do it. But even then, super awkward. Luckily, that's never happened. It was just two seats where I'm like, I don't really care if I'm aisle or window. You take that one. I'm good. You shouldn't put someone else in that position. Yeah. Although I have done that at like sporting events and concerts where I'm like, I'm going to sit in these better seats until someone comes and asks me to move. Mm-hmm. But then you're making them that's ask you true. to move and it's a really uncool thing I've to do. I've been that person as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no cool way to say that. 
Mm-mm. Does it pass the Lenny Kravitz test? If you're sitting in a seat that you're not supposed to be in, nope. and Lenny Kravitz comes up and is like, hey, man, I think you're in my seat. You're like, ugh. You yeah. think he can make it cool? I don't... <laughs> I don't think he can. I mean, it would be a struggle. Is he, Maybe he could maybe pull he could. it off. It's so funny because this actually happened this past weekend where uh, somebody else was in my seat and they looked at me and they were like, hey, uh, do you mind if I sit here? And I was just like, sure, don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had to acknowledge and even that was a little bit awkward. It's awkward. Right? Yeah. Even if Lenny Kravitz could make it cool, it would be the least cool thing he did that day for sure, wouldn't it? That month, probably. Yeah, the whole month. That month, yeah. He's still thinking about that one time mm. he had to be uncool. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was watching the Jay series in Colorado the other day, and uh, they got talking about the higher elevation and how it affects the ball and the players and how quite a few players actually do feel the elevation. Some say they run out of gas a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. and then pitchers say it affects the ball. And then the commentator got talking about how it affects them as well and it was funny they were like I, I find I get dry m- mouth a lot quicker and they go oh. to remedy this we we chew gum well we're certainly experienced with the dryness here in Calgary aren't we, sure we? Are. Denver's even higher I think so. it is yeah and we've talked before about how Buck and Pat the Blue Jays commentators they they sound like they have mints in their mouths when they talk yeah I was like maybe this is why accents. with their baseball accents <laughs> It's a beautiful night at the ballpark up here at Altitude in Denver, Colorado. Is it dry in here, Buck, or is it just me? No, I'm definitely a little more pasty mouth than usual. I feel I feel like my spit has vacated my mouth. Well, pop some more gum in there and wet that whistle. I've, I've, got, I've got some gum in here, but I think I need more. See, the air is thinner up here. It affects both the athlete's performance and that of us as broadcasters. What? My mouth feels like sandpaper. I, I just can't get rid of this cotton mouth. Tabby, your chewing is a bit obnoxious, I have to say. I don't know what to do, Buck. I... God. He's, cho- he's choking. God. Tabby! Tabby is choking, everyone! God. Tabby, no! Spit the gum out, Tabby! No. Spit it out! The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Mine's pretty quick. Do you mind if I go first? Do it. Okay, so we were talking earlier about whether or not Jesus smoked. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily tobacco, but uh, the like a backy. derivative of cannabis. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to the podcast if you missed that conversation. Yeah. But I was asking if there even was tobacco in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. In front of the show, Brent reached out and said there was not. Uh, because the plant is native to Central and South America, it wasn't until the 1500s that Europeans... Had access to tobacco, right? So, I mean, tobacco has been used by you know Mexicans and or in, in Mexico, I should say, and uh, of course, indigenous North American peoples for thousands of years, right? Yep. Going back to I think about 1400 BC for social and ceremonial reasons. Um, but it wasn't until King Philip II of Spain ordered tobacco seeds to be brought back that Europeans had any access to this. So oh, it was around 15. 59, I want to say. Hmm. Uh, and it was planted in an area known as Los Cigarelles. Makes sense. Um, which was named after Chiquitas. Is that how you say it? Cicadas? I don't the, know. Uh, the bugs? You know? Oh, yeah. So they had lots of these bugs in that area, lots of plagues of these. Right. Chiquitas. Which is, that word is cigaras in Spain. So in Spanish, so that's why it's called Los Cigarelles. Huh. 
There you go. There we go. Uh, I learned about, um, we were talking about tabards earlier, and we are like, <laughs> what the hell is a tabard? And a tabard is like a sleeveless overcoat kind of thing that the medieval knights used to wear a lot of. So they don't have sleeves, and just kind of, it's almost like a penny, right? You put it over top, and that's what a tabard is. Like a like a uh, smock? Yeah, like a, like a, a smock. Like when you look tunic? into it, though, they, they call it a jerkin as well. <laughs> Super I was like, funny. that is a terrible name as well. Like, that's worse than a tabard, calling it a jerkin. But here we are. Um, I also learned about uh, a term for a piece of clothing called a duster. Duster is a type of coat, isn't it's it? It's a type of coat. It's like a long cowboy coat? Totally. And yeah, it, basically, if you think of modern day coats, like they're back in style now. They're just like longer coats, kind of a khaki color was the, the normal color for mm-hmm. them. And they're just called dusters because you'd put them over your outfit when you were riding horses way back when. And so it was to keep the dust off your coat, essentially. That's why they were called dusters. The so police here during Stampede, when they like have the cowboy hats and stuff, will sometimes wear dusters. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. It's pretty badass. It does look... So I learned about these uh, terms. Jerkins, though. Better than tabards and jerkins, isn't it? Glad that jerkin is no longer a commonly used go, term. <laughs> go into a clothing store. Do you have any jerkins? Could or? you direct me to your tabards and jerkins, please? Get out of here. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f***, they're going to say f***. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.